Hey everyone, this is Mike Andes. You're listening to the Business Bootcamp Podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about the Tough Mudder I just ran last weekend. Before we get into that, I want to say a big thank you to today's sponsor for the show, which is FreshBooks. If you haven't already, go to freshbooks.com slash bootcamp. You get a free 30-day trial on a software package that I truly believe will change your business. It'll allow you to accept credit cards, cut down on your uh, payables to you, how much people are owing you, your accounts receivable is what it's called. Uh, It's going to help you with your accounting and managing all of your clients' information. So if you don't have a CRM, and if if that sounds like foreign Chinese to you, definitely you're going to want to check out freshbooks.com slash bootcamp and using that URL, you can get a free 30-day trial and make sure you put in the Business Bootcamp podcast in the How Did You Hear About It section. Now, today I'm going to be talk, talking to you, obviously, about a, a Tough Mudder I just ran. And if you don't know what a Tough Mudder is, it's a twelve, a little over 12-mile uh, run that you do. And we did it in Whistler. I did it with some of the guys from uh, that work with me, and I I paid for them. We went up there and slept overnight in the, in the truck, and then... Uh, and then ran this tough mile. It's like 12 to 13 miles long, has 25 obstacles and is a good team building event. And then just obviously just a whole lot of fun. It was, a, it was my first Saturday this whole year that I had off. So that was a good thing to do. Just kind of break out of the routine. And I think as I get older, um, I find value in just breaking out of the routine, whether that be just getting away for a day or doing something differently out of the ordinary or out of uh, the norm out of my daily routine, just to break things up. And the reason I think that's important, and I, as I get older, I, I've found more value in doing that. Uh, the, the reason I think that's important is because it gives you a new perspective on things. And so, you know, when I'm running a Tough Mudder, I am also thinking about strategizing and planning the next steps with the business for my personal life, my goals, where I'm at, what problems I'm facing personally and in the business. And so, you're able to think, get new perspective, see things, overcome challenges like in this obstacle run, you know, the last couple of miles, it's more of a mental thing, just getting through it. Uh, we did it up in Whistler, BC, British Columbia, Canada. And so it's up in a, in a mountainous area. So lots of, um, of uh, you know, steep inclines, you got gravel, you got the fact that it was raining, so it was super muddy. And uh, the only thing I, I didn't get hurt at all. The only time I kind of stretched a little bit too much was because of the rain and there's 20,000 people running on, on all the, the roads that they make throughout the woods. Uh, there's mud everywhere. And so I slipped one time, and just kind of did the splits and kind of stretched myself out a bit in the groin, but uh, I'm fine. We're, we're okay. Uh, and it was a good time. And uh, so, yeah, that, that's what I've been doing. And uh, I wanted to touch base with you, although... I know last week I had said this week's going to be a big week and I had already had a few people email me like, what happened with the business, blah, blah, blah. Are you going to be starting the second location? And yes, it looks like we are going to be starting that second location. It's not set in stone yet because I haven't signed a lease. However, that's the direction we're going right now. And I want to make sure that this concept works in a large market, uh, in a market that is going to sustain a $3 million company and not just a $1 million company. And so that's what I'm going to be testing out here. And that's why we're going for the second location. It's not set in stone. It's not 100%. Um, I've only sent a letter of intent with our requirements and payment terms and all that to the landlord for the new new uh, location. And they said everything looked good, uh, but we haven't signed anything. And so if we do that, it's going to be, hopefully we start it up in the next month or two uh, as far as opening the doors. 
a lot of work there, uh, just a huge amount of work that we'd be trying to do and cram in because we'd want to get us started as soon as possible because it's already halfway through the summer. And so the faster we can get that ready and the doors open, the more chance of us getting some market share in 2017. Although the big push will be 2018, the spring, when we bring a lot of the service side of stuff to the second location. Uh, And so if you know our business model, we have the services side of things, mowing, landscaping, and then we have just the retail side. So we'd probably just start with retail only at the second location for the rest of 2017 and then make the big shift where the money is really at as the service side of things. And uh, we'd do that in 2018 spring. Now, the big thing I want to talk to you all about today is just uh, something that I've been going through. And as you know, the podcast has really turned a lot to me documenting the journey, how I'm what I'm doing in the business and all of that, I still like to answer your guys' questions. And as always, businessbootcamppodcast.com is where you can send questions on how to start, grow, or save your business. And I get back to all you guys on all of that. However, on the podcast, I will still obviously use some Q&A. Uh, however, uh, as you know, I've been documenting more about what I'm doing, how I'm going about growing this business, so that in 10 years I can look back and have a track record, have a, a documentary, I guess you might say, of, of audio that kind of goes to the story of growing the company. And so I think that's, that's going to be a lot of, like really interesting for me and, you know, my kids, um, one day down the road, but, uh, I think it'll be something that a lot of people can learn from. And so that's what we're doing, what we're doing. And so one of the things recently, literally within the, like the past 24 hours that I've been struggling with thinking about is allowing five to 10% of stuff, the negative, the five or 10% negative, allowing that to overshadow the 80, 90% positive, 95% positive, 99% positive. Like it's amazing how such a small amount of customer feedback or a communication with an organization that is negative, that small amount, how it dramatically overshadows and envelops the majority, the large majority of positivity. And the reason, the reason I've been thinking about this is because I'll just say it straight and how it is. And so I haven't spent a whole lot of time focusing on online reviews for our company. That's changing like this week, like big time. Um, and the reason for that is what I'm about to say. And so essentially we run off of customer referrals and, you know, word of mouth and all that. However, like that's all online now. And I need to focus more on getting those reviews and all of that. We had done a big review thing for Google and Google is a big driver for our reviews. Uh, However, we did it all at the exact same time as part of a giveaway and Google cleansed 90% of those, those reviews. So I've learned that we got to do it over time, like throughout the year, we can't do it all at once because Google will literally clean out a lot of those reviews. So that was kind of a mistake. And, but since then, which is like a year and a half ago, I haven't really pursued getting reviews, which is a, which is a mistake. Well, so on, like, if you look on Google, so Augusta Lawn Care is our, is our business, Augusta Lawn Care Services.com. Um, and on Google, I think we have like six reviews, all five stars. Great. On Angie's list, I think we have about six or seven all five star reviews, maybe one four star, but like all good reviews, all good stuff. Um, on Yelp, we have a few good ones, but uh, and the other other locations we have good stuff like Reddit. There's some good things on us there on review stuff. There's other places where we have reviews, but Google, oh Facebook, we have like I think like eight or ten really positive reviews. But so, so the review places that I'm really interested in right now is Google Plus, Yelp, and Facebook. And so 
until like last night, we had well until a couple a couple weeks ago, uh, we had we had pretty much all hundred percent positive five star reviews on everything. Well, however, I looked last night and on Yelp, which because I haven't been paying attention, Yelp we had two very very negative very negative reviews from two clients, one client from last year that just recently posted, and then one more recent customer. And the reason it hurts is because as a service-based business, we run off of customer referrals, we run off of all that. And we really do, we really do try to make the customer happy. And we put the customer first, regardless of whether or not profit is is, is a part of the equation. And so we tr- if, if a customer need, is, needs something to be satisfied or they feel like they need something as part of the, a job, like we will forego profit or making money or you know, even time to make sure that they are happy. And so when that is the North Star of your business and then on review sites, they start questioning that North Star or saying things like you're a scam artist or like that you're tricking people into doing things or you were dishonest, like that is a huge amount of negativity and a huge amount of weight on my shoulders or anyone's shoulders who is very, very much invested and interested in making sure their customers are happy. And then for customers to say these things on on uh, review sites is tough. And so we've never, literally, this is the reason this is kind of hitting home is because we've never had negative reviews and never on, on, on social media or online or anything like that. And now all of a sudden on Yelp, we have these two very glaringly negative reviews. And the reason I'm in this dilemma is because the, the, the problem, the question I have is, do I respond back on Yelp or do I contact the customer directly and try to explain what's going on? Like, for instance, there's two, the, the two that I'm talking about are on Yelp. Uh, they're the only two uh, really big reviews that we have on Yelp. And so it's brought our rating down to like one and a half stars because there's only two reviews. And it's been the past couple of weeks. One customer was from last year who we we did their their job late in the year and it started raining like crazy. And so it essentially flooded out their lawn and it flooded out a large part of their pavers that we had laid, which made them buckle because last winter here in the Pacific North was absolutely crazy. We had more rain and snow than we've ever, ever had. And uh, it really did a, a number on the lawn. And so we told them, okay, you don't have to pay all your bill. We will promise to come back and finish the job and make sure it's all 100% satisfactory next spring, which is this spring, 2017 spring. And so we did that. They only paid uh, 10000 out of their $14,500 bill. And under the understanding that we'd come back next spring and make sure everything was up to par. Well, we came back in the spring and they decided they we went over the job and everything. And they decided that regardless of whether or not we fixed it or not, they weren't going to pay the remainder $4,500. And we offered to uh, replace the entire sodded lawn, which had uh, part of it had died because it was sitting underwater for the whole winter. Uh, we we offered them to you know bring in soil, raise it up, put in new sod, and make sure it worked. We offered to come redo the pavers, set them on. And now that it had time to actually set and and not being in the rain because we did it in like November, late November, which is which really wasn't smart on our part. And that's why I was willing to okay like this eat the bullet, you know, just just take this and move on, make sure the customer's happy. Well, they decided they weren't going to pay regardless of whether or not we fixed it. And so we walked away from that job and told them, okay, take that four and a half thousand and get someone else to, you know, do it right or something different because they had obviously something against us. However, that person decided to put a really negative review on our Yelp page and obviously say that we did horrible work and all this. Not that they, of course, didn't mention the fact that 30% of their bill was knocked off and that we offered to come fix it uh, in order to get paid for everything. And like we wanted to make it right. 
Um, they didn't mention that, of course. Um, but uh, my question is, you know, do I do I respond on directly publicly on Yelp and and explain all of those details? Or do I contact the client and try to get them to take it off? Like, what do you do there, right? And then the other other review was, it's a, it's a review where they essentially took pictures of a, a stone wall that we had done on their property, but it wasn't the finished product. And uh, we weren't finished. Uh, it was halfway through the job when the rocks were piled up and they took a picture of it and said that we made a really bad wall. Well, they didn't take pictures of the final result and it's a completely different design of the wall. Like I just posted the final result as far as one of the pictures on Yelp and it looks completely different and it actually shows it looking really nice and all of that. Well, they had taken a picture before we had installed the lawn, before we had finished the wall two days before we had you know even started placing them with excavator. And so... And they said that that was like our finished product and said it was unprofessional. That wasn't worth the money, blah, 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 blah. And so how, how, what do I say? Because, and then they, they went on about, they said that we, they had contacted us about some plants that had died after the job was done and after they had paid. Well, we never got communication about that. We never got an email or phone call. They had said, you know, some of their plants had died and then they had contacted us and then we didn't, they didn't get a response. Well, if that ever happened, i assure you I would have contacted them and so I'm in this dilemma like it's all about like they said versus we said and like all of that and do I really want to you know air that laundry out online and in a public Yelp and try to defend ourselves or do you go after the client so I'm still thinking about that and what I've really kind of come up with is right now my strategy is going to be trying to bury those two reviews and and this is the thing and like I'm going to go back to about negativity and how the five percent almost kind of trumps out or overshadows the 95 percent positive but what I'm going to try to do is try to bury those Yelp reviews and what I mean by that is I'm going to try to get five star reviews from as many of our customers as we can possibly do uh, over the course of the next few months to try to essentially bury them because if there's two negative reviews out of 50 that are all five star and they like someone that's looking that is going to uh, take those two two reviews with a much larger grain of salt because now it's like okay maybe these people did have uh, didn't communicate with the company or didn't you know try to try to get these things resolved before they aired their dirty laundry online and so that's what I'm trying to do and so I'm gonna be asking my 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 clients uh, going forward to you know I like my, my my big thing is this is the thing I should have been doing this a year ago. Um, I kind of stepped back, like I said, after Google cleansed a bunch of our reviews and I did it wrong as far as doing a giveaway and getting all the clients to do it and then them taking off 90% of them. So we got to do it. We got to stretch it out a little bit more over the course of a couple of weeks, even instead of all in one day. Um, and so I'm going to ask all the clients and, you know, by the way, I guess I might as well ask, you know, if you want to help me do this, bury these Yelp reviews, feel free to go into Yelp and just obviously you can't review the company, but you can review even the owner you know, me, if you listen to me for a long time and you trust the owner, blah, 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 blah. Like that's all like, I genuinely care so much about the customers. And so that's why this means so much to me and why it hurts so much uh, when you spend so many hours working hard, trying to make clients happy. And then one or two of them to say something like this and be, it be so public online and, and get a bad uh, kind of uh, rapport with the community. And so if you want to help me, that'd be great. Yelp is, you can just find us on Yelp, Augusta Lawn Care Services. And, uh, you know, tell, tell, tell uh, the world what, what you think about our company and what you've seen whether I'm online or what the work we've done, or, uh, you know, even the, the character of, myself so anyways that's that's beside the point what i'm talking about though is how that five percent those two reviews out of probably 20 or so that are online 
through from Angie's List and Google and Facebook and all the different places that we are reviewed, if you look at and it's like literally two, you know, five, ten percent, how that five or ten percent negativity completely almost obliterates like the joy of all the other positive reviews. And and it's wrong. It's it's the thing is that as as humans, I think we gravitate to negativity. That's why the news is full of negativity, is because people want to grab they gravitate to it they want to go after the bone they want to go after the weak person or the one that's down and so we gravitate towards negativity and that's why uh it's so hard to get over negative reviews negative reviews from your uh, not only from your clients but from your employees things that not happen negative just in your day-to-day life uh things that happen i would encourage you just to look at the positive, the 95% of things that are going good for you. And it can be on a business level, it can be on a personal level. Like we can get so down about the things that are going wrong in our life or what is happening that seems negative when in reality, such a majority of what's going on to us, we are so blessed with the beat to live in the country that we live in. You can, you can, you can start, you know, being political or talking about economics or talking about all these things. But like, if you look at them, you just step back and look at like the large picture, the big picture, it's incredible the the blessing that we have to be in this country or to be a part of the society or to uh, be in the socioeconomic status that we have and not be you know, begging. Like there's so many things to be thankful for, but it's amazing how the five or 10%, the, the slight look from an employee or a friend or the argument we had or the thing we ate that wasn't good or or the bad, uh, a bad, uh, traffic on the way to work like it's amazing how the slight negatives you know the five pounds we gained over the weekend like those small negatives can really change our entire day our perspective our attitude and it, that's what I'm kind of thinking about right now because like literally last night I saw these reviews and I couldn't couldn't sleep and because like I said it it's when you when you work so hard knowing that your your north star is customer satisfaction and then to see that the opposite of customer satisfaction, customer dissatisfaction is being portrayed as what your co- company stands for. It's very, very hard it, to focus on growing the business, to focus on trying to help more more customers. And then the problem, that, and the thing that I never want to happen and what you never want to be happen is you get suspicious or uh, you start looking at everyone through the, the lenses as if they're going to be judging you or they're going to be negative when that's just not the case. I truly believe positivity is out there. I think it's the, 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 the two to five, the two to 10% of negativity that is constantly trying to uh, wear on us and keep us from focusing on the bigger picture. So that's just what I wanted to share with you, what I'm going through. And like I said, if you want to throw up a Yelp review to try to help me bury these things, um, I, I'd love to for you to do that. I'm going to be working on my end with our office. We're going to be doing uh, some stuff with our clients to try to get those buried and then ongoing focusing on Angelus, Google Plus uh, reviews, Facebook reviews to try to increase our social presence. So that's just what I've been thinking about, thinking about something I think is valuable. And hopefully there's some one or two people out there that have been going through the same thing and need a little boost of encouragement. So that's it for today, everyone. You've been listening to Mike Andy's on the Business Bootcamp Podcast. Check out businessbootcamppodcast.com and uh, check it out. Let me, you know, email me, send me a question. I'd love to get in contact with you. Until next time, be great. There's nothing else.